The following program is recorded content created by the Truth Network. At karm.org. When you have questions about Bible doctrines, turn to Matt Slick Live for answers. Taking your calls and responding to your questions at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey everybody, welcome to the show. It's me, Matt Slick. Let's see, today is December 20th, 2022. If you want, you can give me a call. All you got to do is dial 877-207-2276, and um, we can talk. For those of you who might be new to the show, this is a Christian apologetic show. What we do here is uh, answer questions about the Bible and uh, all kinds of stuff. Talk about all kinds of things. Last night, I was on uh, Marlon Wilson's show, The Gospel Truth, and... Uh, had a two-hour discussion on the doctrine of total depravity, and that was an interesting uh, discussion, I thought, and uh, we had some good questions come in on that. So there's that. Uh, let's see, not really much else to talk about. Uh, if you want to give me a call, like I said, 877-207-2276. Also, I just want to tell you that we stay on the air by your support. Through the end of this month, we are doing a matching funds drive. So if you feel like supporting us, um, we ask $5 a month. That is what is so helpful. $5 a month, not a whole bunch. And if you do, then it will be doubled. Whatever you sign up for and contribute will be matched and doubled. And to find out how and where, just go to karm.org forward slash donate. Real easy to do. And all the information you need is right there. Also, just to let you know that we have Rumble going, and as well as YouTube, so if they kick me off of YouTube because I say things like uh, the pandemic or masks aren't really that effective when it comes to COVID uh, stopping, you know, I have all the research, I've done the research, and I say that, which I believe is true, uh, not that you doesn't mean you shouldn't wear any mask, I think N95s are pretty good, as long as you don't touch them and they're sealed properly, they can be pretty effective. Uh, but the cloth masks are only 3% effective. You know, the, those paper ones that kind of give you, uh, when you go to stores or whatever it is, hospitals, they're only 50% effective. And that's if you uh, don't touch them. So I did the research. So, uh, hey, that's what I'm saying. And uh, what will happen? Oh, you can't, you're not allowed to say that. Why? Because it's misinformation. And what I say to people is, can you define for me what misinformation is? And there's this dead silence. Then how do you know what it is? It's not an issue of misinformation. It's the issue of we don't want you to say certain things. We just don't like it. And uh, they're finding out that the people who are complaining and citing stuff like I do uh, were correct because they did research. Anyway, that's just, you know, whatever. Um, and let's see. Uh, and, okay, so Dwayne just said something. And appreciated Dwayne just saw it. Uh, uh, but <laughs> thanks a lot, Dwayne. Appreciate it. So, um, so anyway, let's see what else. Oh yeah, we got nobody waiting right now. So why don't you give me a call? And if you want, what you can do uh, is email me at info at karm org. You can email me a question because you don't have to call in. You know, and the nice thing about the emails is, uh, with the calls, if you want to call in, then I can get to those as well. And uh, let's we have some radio questions here. We've got four, uh, which I'll get to. Uh, it's right. Misinformation equals things I don't agree with, uh, per the snowflakes. That's correct. Oh, that reminds me. The social, what was that social? Oh, the social status, not the social status, the social network thing that they're doing in China. I wonder what the word of that is. The social, 
there's a value. They're starting to push it in America. And if that happens, you'll lose your freedoms. You'll lose your freedoms. Because the social credit system, that's what it is, is a communist invention in order to control the people. And the stupid morons in government are pushing or are opening the doors for that kind of a thing, too. Uh, so it's a bad, bad, bad thing. Hey, let's get to uh, some some uh, email questions. And if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877 2072276. Check Facebook messages. I don't have time to find out where the Facebook is and f- where all that stuff is. Let's see if I can do that really quickly. Um, and so I need what happens. It's what's best is if any uh, of those things are just in um, to email info at karm.org. That's the easiest, simplest, less uh, less work for me to try and figure things out. So this is one of the emails. I lived in Utah for 11 years. Here's why I always brought, here is what I always brought when discussing their beliefs. Oh, that's right. We talked about that. Um, according to Mormonism, God, uh, the Father was once a man like us, progressing to becoming a God is today. Yeah. And when uh, asked, did you pray and ask God if Mormonism is true? I always responded, when I pray and ask that is possible, I could be deceived. Yes, uh, we went over that one yesterday and, talk, and ended the show talking about the Book of Mormon and praying and things like that and uh, how you should not pray about the Book of Mormon because it's basically a form of idolatry because you're asking the God of Mormonism to uh, inform you about something that's supposed to be true. God never defends his truth. He simply uh, asserts it. That's how it is. So there you go. All right. We can get into that. You know, I can get into that quite a bit, but I won't do that right now. All right. Let's see. We've got this going. That's going good. All right. Hey, wait a minute. Okay, there we go. All right, we got a call coming in. Let's get to Herb from North Carolina. Hey, Herb. Herb, welcome. You're on the air. Hey, man. Hey. Thank you so much. I won't take much of your time, but I just want to say I listen to you every single day. I'm so grateful you're there. You're a blessing to the people that listen to you. And I hope you and your wife have a wonderful Merry Christmas. And I pray for you all every day. I hope you watch TV this coming year. Well, thank you. Um, it's hard to understand a lot of what you said, but I think I put it together. And uh, by God's grace, I'm on the air and being able to do what I do. And God prepped me over the years to be able to do this. But let me tell you something. Uh, Stu Epperson is the owner of the Truth Network. And uh, he has uh, arranged it so that I can be on the air. And he's given me a good deal. Otherwise, I wouldn't be able to do it. And so... Uh, you know, thanks be to Stu. Stu, uh, you know, I've met him several times. He's a godly man, wants to serve the Lord. Uh, and you don't find that a whole bunch, but you do with him. So he's a good yeah. guy. So praise God, you know, praise God for people like Stu who will lower their standards and have a guy named Slick on the radio. So, you know. <laughs> I, I do listen to him on the Truth Network like I listen mm-hmm. to you, and he's a great guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah he's yeah. a good guy. Wait. Yeah, he is Just a good guy. About one what You're breaking up. About Dr. I'm sorry. What is your What is your feeling about Dr. Charles Stanley as a minister? Charles Stanley, uh, he's pretty good. His son is uh, is off the rocker, but I heard he's kind of repenting. And I don't know if I've got anything particularly uh, done on Charles Stanley. Let's see if I did, because I've done so much stuff over the years, and then cha- things change. Yeah. Let's see. Let's see, list of preachers, teachers to be analyzed. Uh, no, I don't have anything on CARM. 
on him, I don't think. I'm looking at the list, and uh, I have over 106 people I'm supposed to be doing analysis on. So, wow. yeah. Oh, yeah, it's just, <laughs> it's tough, it's tough. Which reminds me, which reminds me, I, I didn't want to say it over the air yesterday, but I, I will today because I want to make sure that, that um, uh, it everything was uh, kosher. But, uh, you know, Luke Wayne, he fills in for me, right? He fills in for me occasionally because he works with us. Well, Luke Wayne's moving on, and he's found another opportunity that the Lord has opened, and uh, he'll be able to better take care of his family with uh, that ministry than with Carm. And so I'm just saying uh, for all of you out there who like Luke, and he's a great guy. He really is. Uh, I, I just feel... Uh, blessed that uh, he worked with us for seven years, and he will. He may still fill in every now and then. He's in with another ministry, Canyon Ministries. He'll be starting, I think, February first, something like that. And um, <clears throat> so he may uh, still be able to fill in on the radio every now and then and do a few things here on Carm. He loves Carm, but uh, he's got uh, a growing family, and so he has to meet those needs. And uh, he's a great guy. So I even offered to help him to fly down <laughs> to where he'll be unpacking and say, hey, I'll fly down and help you unpack, man. It's okay. and Because, uh, you know, the way I look at it is is uh, we're blessed to have him and seasons come and go. And uh, if he can better take care of his family with another ministry, then praise God, you know, and, and I'm just happy for him. But anyway, I'm just telling you, well, that's what it is right there. That's what it is right there. Okay. Well, I wish so, him nothing but the best. And uh, by the yeah. way, I love your radio voice. You have a. Um, you should be. You're in the right field. You should be in radio. I love your voice. You got a great radio. Voice. Really well, you know, I actually get comments on my voice regularly. I'll be in chat rooms, and and people will tell me that my voice is soothing. And I'll go places, and people make comments about my voice, and they say, "Man, you have a voice for radio." And and I reply by saying, "Yeah, and I've got a face for radio too." So it works out perfectly. <laughs> yeah. The Lord put you in the right direction, didn't he? <laughs> he I guess he did. I guess he did. So, you know, praise God. You know, how, praise God. How is your wife doing, Matt? Don't, I don't mean to be cry, but I've been listening to you for three years, and I know she's had a lot of health troubles. Hopefully and prayerfully she's doing better. Well, okay? let's just say that... Um, she has, for those who don't know, she has uh, Louise Dietz. She doesn't really like me talking about it, but I do. Louise yeah. Dietz is one of the rarest connective tissue disorders in the entire world. Uh, she has two older brothers, two younger oh. brothers. They all have it, and they're the only ones in the world that they know of where all the siblings have it. And two of them have died from it already. She's oh. had 25 surgeries, and now she's got some more uh, stuff that's that's creeped, crept in. If she heard me talking about this right now, she would go, don't talk about me on the radio. But uh, <laughs> I do anyway because uh, she needs prayer, and uh, she's a trooper. She's stubborn in a good way and loves the Lord and is frustrated that she can't work as much as she needs to. So we're going to get a, gotta get a, t- a, a better laptop for her. And because when I'm going to yeah. give to her is like 18 years old, and it takes eight days to boot up, and I need to get a table oh. for her so she can work in bed, and uh, that's where she's at. But well, that's what it is. Well, I'll definitely pray for her, Matt. I sure do hope she gets well soon. I'm so sorry she's having all these problems, uh, but yeah. the Lord is always in control. That's the thing to remember. That when I get frustrating situations, I try to tell myself, "Don't forget, God is in control." 
and yes. he will take care of things and that's that's the comfort we all have as believers so, amen well I, I, you're you're a wonderful person i i just thank the world of you i li- listened to you for three years i sent you a little donation recently not, oh thank you not to get attention on that i just i really want to help any way i can and uh, okay. i'll keep on listening and i'll keep on praying for y'all appreciate it and if you think i'm that great as i always say call up my wife and tell her how great i am i tell <laughs> that hang up on she probably will just uh she'll say did he put you up to this and then you you just say what dear okay gotta go how about talk, talk to you later and then you're gone you know or something like that or make a ufo abduction yeah. sound you know and you're gone <laughs> so there's there's options you know so i'll have to keep that in mind that's right that's well, right <laughs> well, thank okay, you man. so much, man. I won't take any more of your time, but you take care of yourself, and y'all have a Merry Christmas and a wonderful Happy New Year. You too, man. God bless. Oh, All right. God bless you. Bye-bye. Okay. Bye. Hey, folks, if you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. Now, you know, just because of what he said and uh, something else that someone said just uh, in the console there, if you guys want to call up and just talk about the show and, and if you if you like what's happening, that kind of thing, I don't ask that uh, because it's, it's not about, you know, how the show is. But sometimes people just want to say things. And if you want to, please feel free. I'll give you the opportunity to do that, but don't worry about it. I, I'm not seeking it, just to seek it. So may the Lord bless you. Hey, we got a break right there. And if you are interested, stay tuned. We'll be right back after these messages. 877-207-2276. We'll be right back. Well, I'm not sure if we're on the air. May have just had a little bit of a glitch there, so I'm going to just assume for the moment that we are. If you want to give me a call, all you got to do is dial 877-207-2276. I want to hear from you. Give me a call. All right. Trying to get on my windows going. i got so many windows open on my computer that sometimes I forget which one is where and what. Four monitors are really big. All right. So if uh, you guys can check online, make sure I am on the air because we had a little bit of a glitch. You're live, not sure what happened. Okay, good, thanks, that's no big deal. Well, we just work around it. All right, so we have, let's see, let's see, let's get to Sam from California. Hey, Sam, welcome, you're on the air. Hey, how's it going, Matt, can you hear me? Yes, I can, yes, I can. Okay. So what do you got, big yeah, man? you know what, so, <laughs> all right, so, so I got this uh, coworker. He uh, basically, I mean, I know that Jews come in all different colors and everything, but uh, he's telling me that um, the the blacks are the real Jews, and I'm Mexican, mm-hmm. so I'm included in that group of Jews th- mm-hmm. through some tribe. I don't know what. So I just wanted to get your uh, your take on this whole black, you know, Hebrew Israelite movement that's going on. Yes, um, it's a cult, and uh, it's very racist. So the American Indians, the Mexicans, or the Hispanic, what do you want to call it, the blacks, they're the true people of Israel and the sub-tribes uh, of Israel, but the white people are the bad people. And uh, I've been told, because I'm a white guy, that I will be, uh, I'm damned to hell, uh, I'm a, a seed of Satan, 
and I've been told by BH, you call them BHI for short, Black Hebrew Israelite, even though they don't want to be called Black Hebrew Israelite, they want to be called Hebrew Israelite. And so uh, I'll be servants to uh, the true Israelites. I can't be redeemed, going to hell, uh, a spawn of Satan, seed of Satan, all this kind of stuff. So um, there, I'm an Edomite, apparently. And uh, so I ask them to show me this stuff in Scripture, and they can't. Uh, it's, it's very, very bad. It's a racist organization. So Judah is the 12 tribes are the, are the American blacks. The uh, tribe of Gen Benjamin are the West Indian blacks. Levi are the Haitians. Ephraim are the Puerto Ricans. Manasseh is the Cubans. Simeon is the Dominicans. Zebulon is Guatemala to Panama which is the Mayans. Gad is Native American Indians. Reuben is a Seminole Indians. Asher is Colombia to Uruguay. Issachar is the Mexicans and the Aztecs. Okay, and yeah, Naphtali... That was, yeah, that was are, that's what you are? Yeah. So you're, yeah, yeah. Uh, no, said, yeah, you're from the Issachar. That <laughs> yeah, it's bad news. <laughs> and uh, the Naphtali are Argentinian, Ar Argentinians. Now this will include Latinos, Native Americans, white people, or the devil are of the devil. Biggest group is the Israel United in Christ wear purple and gold. Uh, thousands of adherents. And uh, yeah, I, I meet them semi-regularly on the internet and I love having discussions with them uh, because they can't argue their way out of a white paper bag. So, uh, oh yeah, it's bad. It's bad. Yeah, I've got a little uh, file on them. What's that? I thought... I thought I was going to have to give up eating pork tacos there for a moment. <laughs> <laughs> Man, pork tacos are so good. I used to live in Southern California and uh, in Escondido, right? In a Oh, man. Oh, yeah, there was this one restaurant I would go to, right? And I speak enough Spanish to get around, so I'd go into this restaurant. There was nobody nobody uh, like, you know, that didn't speak uh, Spanish, but every, and only a few people spoke English. And I'd order, I remember this, carne asada tortas. Oh, man. <laughs> oh, they were so good. Yeah, they those were are, so good. Those are delicious. Oh, man, All I right, remember. Man. Well, hey, thank you oh. so much. All right, so when this guy uh, talks to you, ask for more information. Just get If you want, just get it. In fact, get it. You can email it to me, and I'll use it, because I need all the yep. primary information I can get, and because uh, I'm still researching them. My file on them is only eight pages long, okay? Oh, yeah. wow. That's it. I got a lot to go. Yeah, definitely. I, I, I will. All right, man. Where do you live in, in Cal? Cali, Cali. Where do you live? Just curious. Uh, I'm up here in um, Turlock. Turlock. That's up north, isn't it? Yeah. 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 All right. I'm from SoCal. That's all. You know. Been here in Idaho, though, for 18 years. Love it. It's great. So. Yeah, it's nice. All right, brother. Well, God bless, man. You keep listening. You keep calling, okay? All right. Thank you, Matt. Okay. God bless. All right. So the Black Hebrew Israelite movement. Uh, let me get a, do a little bit of uh, analysis on them here. They claim they are descendants of Jacob and are blessed. The descendants of Esau, the Edomites, are white people and are cursed. They are the descendants of the transatlantic slave trade and are the true Israelites. Their ancestors did not keep the commandments of God, and that is why they were put into bondage. They keep the Old Testament laws since they are necessary for salvation. 
they keep the Old Testament dietary laws and feasts. They deny the Trinity. They deny that Jesus Christ is God, deny the deity of the Holy Spirit, and they deny justification by faith. Now, these are the general rules. There's like well over 100 subgroups of BHI. Christian holidays are pagan. They shouldn't celebrate them. And uh, they say, some of them say, some say that whites are servants of the devil. Even though I have talked to some about BHI who say, no, uh, you can be saved under certain conditions. Like there's quite a variety of them. Generally, they hold to the 1611 King James Version of the Bible, and uh, only the BHI have the right to use the Bible. So uh, it, it, I've, I've actually experienced that with them. If I start quoting the Bible, you know, you're an Edomite, so you can't quote the Bible. What? Why can't I quote it? Because you're an Edomite. It makes no sense. In other words, in other words, we don't want you to think, and we don't want you to do scripture. We're just going to dismiss everything you say. So it's one of the cult tactics to not listen to anybody outside of their group. Uh, and they, uh, most of them affirm the King James uh, Bible, 1611, with the Apocrypha. So the general origins. In mid-1900s, there was a group called the Commandments Keepers. Bib, uh, I can't wait, I'm going to try and pronounce this properly. Bibbines. I'm not trying to pronounce it improperly. I just don't know how to pronounce it right. Abba Bibbines started the Israeli school of Tanakh and was killed by Nation of Islam Muslims. Mid mid 90s, there was a split. A group of African Americans who believe they're descendants of Israelites in the Bible. Think of them as as a nationality with an attitude. That's my note there. Uh, my uh, my assessment of them is a racist non-Christian cult. That's that's how to put it to uh, just the nail hit the nail on the head. The racist uh, and when I was talking to one uh, last week on Clubhouse, and I was talking to them, and uh, I said, "Show me how uh, you know I'm an Edomite because I'm from my ancestors are from Germany, and my last name Slick comes from the German Schlichting." I said, "So my ancestors are are uh, German." Which I don't know what they are before that, where they came from. I mean, because I think my name, my original last name, uh, you know, from our family, Schlichting, goes back to the 1200s. And that's after that. That's it. There's no records. So I don't know. You know, hey, maybe I'm a descendant of one of the tribes. Who knows? You know. So I asked them, "Can you show me how the uh, the Germans or the Germanics are are the tribe of the of the Edomites from the Bible? Can you show me from the scriptures?" He couldn't do it. What he did do was attack me personally. You know, that's but you got no answers. That's what you do. Hey, folks, we have five open lines. If you want to give me a call, 877-207-2276. Why do you give me a call? Or you can email me, info at carm.org, and I can read your questions on the air. We'll be right back after these messages. Matt Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. Hey, everybody, welcome back to the show. If you want to give me a call, three open lines, 877-207-2276. Let's get to have you, Michael from Salt Lake City. Hey, Michael, welcome. You're on the air. Uh, hey, Matt, how's it going? It's going. Hanging in there, man. What do you got, buddy? Hey, so... I'm leaning more towards, like, Calvinism with my beliefs, and when I just mm-hmm. look over my conversion and how I was saved and, and my relationship with him as I'm grown and as a Christian, 
And I just wanted to ask you about all millennialism. I, I go to a Bible study, and I hear my brothers over there talk about um, how there's going to be sinners in the millennium during Christ's thousand-year reign, and I just can't wrap my head around that, and I, I don't agree or understand it. And I, I kind of just wanted to hear your your what you believe mm-hmm. about all millennialism, because I know you're all millennialist, and then mm-hmm. um, kind of how they get that from the Scripture and, and their beliefs. Sure. Sure, no problem. And just so you know, remember, um, this is just my opinion, and uh, I'm, I hope I'm wrong, uh, to be honest. Uh, but, you know, and if you disagree, that's okay. So, amillennialism, the A, amillennialism, the A is the negator, like atheism, no God. Amillennialism uh, means no millennium. But really, we do teach it a millennium, but we teach that the millennium is figurative. The reason we do that is for, there's a couple of reasons. When you go to Revelation 20, for example, I saw an angel come down from heaven. Okay, I think that's literal. Holding a key of the abyss. I think that's figurative. I don't believe there's a literal key. Uh, and a great chain in his hand. Well, that's that's a, a figurative use. It's a, you know, it's a, he doesn't have a literal chain. Laid hold of the dragon. That's figurative. The serpent of old. That's literal because his serpent was in the garden, who is a devil and Satan. That's literal. And bound him for a thousand years. So is it literal or figurative? People say, well, it has to be literal. Well, why? We just ask the question. What necessitates it to be literal? Um, there's nothing there that does. It's in the f- figurative context. And so there's that. And then there's the the phrase uh, a thousand. Uh, the, the word thousand is used in different contexts. And so it's used, uh, you know, God owns a cattle on a thousand hills, or a thousand years is but a day. And so, uh, you know, in Second Peter 3, 8, uh, days like a thousand years. And uh, Revelation eleven three prophesies 1,200, oh, I won't get into that. Uh, bounded for a thousand years, nations any longer until the thousand years was completed. So there's the, the case can be made that the word thousand is used in a figurative context. And uh, then there's the issue of uh, Satan already being bound. And that occurred in Matthew chapter 12, 22 through 32. And Jesus was casting out demons. And uh, the Pharisees said, you're doing it by the power of the evil one. And he called, you know, said, that's blasphemy. But he said, in order to do this, to cast out demons, the strong man must first be bound. So he said, in order to cast out demons, a strong man has to be bound. And he talks about Satan in the next couple of verses. So that means Satan was bound. That's what that's what I I'm forced to conclude that one from that. That's that's my opinion. That one I'll defend. I'll say, no, that's what it says. I gotta believe that. So then we go back to Revelation twenty and you know, Satan's bound for a thousand years. And people say, Well that you know, how could he be bound? Because bad stuff is still happening, and then people make the mistake of thinking that bad only happens because the devil's around. We don't need the devil to do bad stuff. We're, we're sinners by nature, and unbelievers do evil things. But notice what it says, that uh, he threw him into the abyss and shut it and sealed it over him so that he would not deceive the nations any longer until the thousand years were completed. After these things, he must be released for a short time. So I remember asking a friend of mine who taught Amil, I said, what do you think that means? And he, th- he said, we don't know for sure, but we think it means that Satan's already been released. And that uh, this is why we see the, the dis- deception of the nations, World War One, World War Two, and how things are now. Nations are, are being deceived everywhere and all kinds of stuff. 
and says that's one of the theories that they have. So oh, okay, you know, so uh, there's strengths and weaknesses to it, uh, to every position. But um, I do have, if you're interested, I have an article on CARM, and I'm going to just be a little bit boastful here, just a little bit, that every time I've taught it, um, no one's refuted it. No one's refuted it. And that's not to say there isn't a refutation, but no one in the five, six, seven times I've taught it in Bible studies, we haven't had anybody refute it. And it's this article, an examination of this age and the age to come in support of all millennialism. Because there's two ages. In this age, we have eternal life. We have, excuse me, blasphemy is not forgiven. Uh, Mary and her given in marriage, power and superiority of God in this age, present evil age. But in the age to come, blasphemy is not forgiven. Uh, receive eternal life, no marriage in the age to come. So there's a difference of ages. And the question then becomes, what happens at the end of this age? Well, I've done the research, and at the end of the age, the wicked are gathered. Well, what's the end of the age? If there's only two ages, this age and the age to come, then what happens at the end of this age? Well, the Bible says the wicked are gathered, and the judgment of the wicked occurs, and the elect are gathered, and the harvest occurs. So the harvest is at the end of the age. Now let me go to Matthew 13, and I'll show you this. This is the parable of the wheat and the tares. And uh, the wheat are the people of the kingdom, and the tares are the sons of the evil one. And Jesus says in Matthew 13, 39, the enemy has sowed them, and the harvest is the end of the age. So Jesus says the harvest is the end of the age, and the uh, reapers are angels. So he says, so just as the tares are gathered up and burned with fire, so shall it be at the end of the age. The Son of Man will send forth his angels. They'll gather out of his kingdom all the stumbling blocks. So what Jesus is saying, that when the angels come forth at the end of the age, he'll take out of his kingdom the stumbling blocks. Now, in the premillennial view, that would work. Because in the premillennial view, the kingdom is a thousand years. And so the bad people arise in the thousand years. And at the end of the thousand years is when they're taken away. And that makes sense from the premillennial view. It also works in the amillennial view. But when we go Matthew 13 earlier in verse 30, Jesus says, allow both to go together till the time of the harvest. Remember, the harvest is at the end of the age. At the time of the harvest, I'll say to the reapers, first gather the tares and bind them in bundles to burn them, but gather the wheat into the barn. So wait a minute. This is the, the monkey wrench. If the end of the age is at the end of the millennium, then the first ones who are gathered are the wicked, not the good. And it looks like the wicked are the ones who are gathered uh, 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 for judgment, and the good are gathered into the barn, and they're the wheat. But it's at the end of the age that the good are gathered. So the premillennial view would have to have a kind of double rapture. A rapture at the beginning of the millennium and another rapture at the end. You see the problem there. And we go into other, other stuff. There's all kinds of things. But also, uh, Jesus' return is at the end of the age. So if the millennium, the beginning of the millennium, is when the rapture occurs, and that's the time of the harvest, but Jesus says that the end of the age is when he returns. And he also says that the rapture is at the end of the age. So at the end of the age is when the rapture occurs, when he he returns, then it can't be after the millennium. And it goes on and on. And I can show you all kinds of stuff like this. 
So there's okay. an article, and that's why I say no one's refuted it yet. Uh, that's not an arrogant challenge, you know, and it's not to say that someone hasn't tried and I just don't believe them. No, it, it's in all seriousness, no one has. And, uh, you know, I challenge people politely, take the article, print it up, and just go through the scriptures and map them out and see what you think. Hey, I, I, I think I've seen some of that video on, on, on your YouTube channel, so I appreciate you taking my phone mm -hmm. call and answering some yeah. questions for me. Yeah. And you know what? And maybe I'm wrong. In fact, I was reading some stuff to my wife out of John. I forgot what it was about a month ago out of the Bible, and I said, this is good support for pre-mill stuff. So I honestly believe there's there's good evidence for both, depending on how you interpret stuff, and you have to make your decision on uh, on one of them, and and that's okay as long as we don't condemn anybody else for not believing just like us. That's all. I, that's what's important. Okay. Amen. All right. Well, right on, Matt. Well, thanks for taking my phone call. Sure. I appreciate it, brother. No problem, man. God bless. Okay. Hope I didn't confuse you right. too much. Though. God bless. No, you didn't. Okay, well, good. Call back to, uh, later, and I'll, I'll confuse you for sure, okay? Okay. Okay, bye-bye. Well, all right, man, God bless. All right. Hey, we have four open lines, 877-207-2276. We've got Joe waiting in Ohio on uh, the issue of the Jewish people, but we're about to take a break here. So we'll take this break here, but I'm going to just say, we stay on the air, folks, by your support. Please consider supporting us. We have an matching funds drive for the end of the year through this month of December. Whatever you donate will be matched and we definitely do need it in order to stay on the air and pay the bills, support the missionaries and things like that. This is a, a big ministry. We touch a lot of people. The site's had 153 million visitors. Your support helps that continue. May the Lord bless you. Be right back after these messages. Please stay tuned. Slick Live, taking your calls at 877-207-2276. Here's Matt Slick. All right, well, welcome back to the show on this nice Tuesday, 12-20-2022. It's kind of hard to say. If you want to support us, please consider $5 a, a month. That's what we ask. And whatever you do donate or increase, if you've already been donating, will be matched. We have a matching funds drive through the end of the year. For December, please consider supporting us. All you got to do is go to carm.org forward slash donate, and uh, all the information needs right there. Five dollars a month. We get enough of those, we'll be fine. All right, let's get to Joe from Ohio. Hey, Joe, welcome. You're on the air. Oh, good evening, sir. Good evening. I uh, am concerned about uh, the. Uh, how do you say, common belief that uh, the understanding of Godhead uh, is so contrary to the history of the uh, Jewish nation and the Hebrew people. Uh, my concern is that Wait a minute, wait, 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 wait. wait let me get this straight. You're saying that the Trinity is contrary to the Jewish history. Is that what you're saying? Oh, 
I didn't mention Trinity, but uh, I guess oh. if you want to say it that way, you can. Okay. All right. Go ahead. Okay. Um, the Jewish creed, of course, you know what that is. You know, Hero Israel, the Lord thy God, he is one. Mm-hmm. And uh, I think uh, believers, born-again believers, are under obligation to try to express to the Jewish people uh, either they be born again or seeking, you know, everybody needs the Lord. Uh, the uh, idea or fact that there is but one God. And yeah. I think that's the only way that we will be able to uh, redeem as many Jewish people as possible. Well, the Trinity is one God. Okay. Oh, well, that's so, another subject there. I, well, I, hold on. Uh, Let me I ask you, what do you I think understand. that... What do you think the Trinity is? Oh, it's just created in the Nicene Council, you know, three people in the what? God. No, I didn't ask. That's common. No, it's not three that's people. Common that, that's common knowledge. No, no, excuse me. It's not three people. That's not it. Okay, so do you know what the Trinity is? Can you define it? Uh, I can define the uh, fact that there's one person within the Godhead. It's not the Trinity either. three people... Finding it's not people. people within the Godhead is it's not people. It's not people. That's not what the Trinity is. It's not three people. So, I don't think well, you know what it is, and so I think you're, you know, just in need of being, uh, being more studied on that topic. You can go to the website karm.org forward slash Trinity, and you can find all kinds of stuff on the Trinity. What it is? Well, you're I not understand that, but I've I've studied the Godhead ever since 1973. Well, you got it I'm wrong. Well qualified. No, you're not. To realize that. No, you're not. Well qualified you okay. to realize that there's one person within the Godhead. That's okay. That's false. That's not what the Trinity is. Well, the Do definition you know? of person is a human being. There's no. only one human being that ever Excuse represented me. Godhead. Okay, so. The word person, if you say you've been studying the Trinity since the 70s, then you should know that the word person has a theological significance in relationship to the Godhead. You don't judge the Godhead by well, a definition of a human individual. That's not how it works. So do you know what the Trinity is? Do you, have you heard of perichoresis? Are you familiar with that? Oh, sure. The economic yeah, I'm, I'm aware of your teachings on that. And, What's the uh, perichoresis, I, then? I choose to go with the... Uh, more root word of what a human being is. That's okay. A, that's a then you're a humanist. Of a human being. So you're, you're a humanist. You uh, judge God's truth by your human standards. That's, no, no, that's no. Humanism. I yes, judge yes, yes. Jesus as being a human being. And was he God also? He's the God only in flesh? human being that ever represented Godhead. Was Jesus both God and man? Is he both God and man right now? Oh, yes. So he's both God and man? Oh, yes. Okay, are Absolutely. you oneness? Are you a oneness person? No, I just call myself a believer. Okay, are you oneness in that there's no Trinity? God is only one person, different forms, different modes. Is that what you teach? Uh, could you repeat that, please? 
oneness says there is no trinity that god is simply one person and he manifests himself throughout history in different forms different ways okay is that well, what you affirm uh, no i i just believe that jesus is the person of the godhead okay so you're a oneness person and oneness is false doctrine okay oneness uh, is a cult i'm just telling you okay how right. can a born-again believer that believes that Jesus is the person of the Godhead, how does that make him a cult? Because uh, Jesus is the second person of the Godhead, not the person of the Godhead. This is You said you've been studying the Trinity since 1973, and you don't know these differences. So since you said you've been studying it for that long, you're the one who said that, and you oh, should I know have, these been. things. Well then, I have been, and I do, and I do know. Then, and I know there's not more no, than you one don't. person within the Godhead. No, then if you, you don't find know that more than one person within the okay. Godhead. You're not reading the scriptures correctly. Yes, I am reading the scriptures correctly. You are not. I've debated many oneness people, and oneness or oneness Pentecostalism is a non-Christian cult. The idea that God is only one person is not biblical. It's not the historical doctrine. It's not the biblical doctrine from the Old or New Testament. Okay. What about it's just the not. scripture that says he's, he is the express image of God's person? Yeah, Hebrews 1.3, the manifestation, the character, the express image, the representation of who God is. That's who Jesus is, of God. Because if you're going to say that he is one person, God's only one person, and Jesus is the one person of the Godhead, then how can he be a representation of himself? Huh? Well, because he is who he is. He was born of a virgin. He was born. Okay, of you're a not. Human being. You don't. You're. I just want to tell you, you're not being logical. You don't represent. You're not. I'm not a representation of myself. I am myself. If Jesus is the Godhead, then how is the Jesus uh -huh. the representation of the Godhead? If he is the Godhead, as you said. Well, because he has that right. <laughs> Oh, oh, if, if that's exactly who he is, then that's exactly who he is. I didn't is. ask if he has a right. I said, how is it possible for him to be a representation of himself if he is himself? All things are possible with God. No, that's, no, 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 no. Look, I'm asking you a question. You're not answering the question. See, I know how to ask difficult questions of oneness people because their, their theology and their logic doesn't work. All I have to do is ask specific questions. You do the same thing that they do. They just don't answer the question. They go on to something else. So they try and answer a different question I didn't ask. Well, who has the authority to? Well, I didn't ask that. Well, you, I asked something done, very specific. You, that, you never answered my question. I asked you, how do we expect the Hebrew people, the Jewish people, to come to faith if we don't represent God in a one-person setting? The Bible doesn't say he's one person. We don't compromise the truth to make someone like God. We don't do that. The Bible teaches God's plurality, even in the Old Testament. Let us make man in our image, Genesis one twenty six, and Genesis Jesus, eleven Jesus seven. Jesus isn't like God. Jesus isn't like God. Jesus is God. We get that. He has two natures, the divine nature and a human nature. It's called the hypostatic union. He's the second person of the Trinity. God well, is eternally is two, three persons. Well, years of tradition you're up against there. No, no, no. It's scripture. I debate this. I use scripture. 
I go to the Bible. Uh, I, I was starting to quote well, that's you what I'm, verses, that's what I'm using. and you stopped me. If we were in a debate, I would be using Scripture. You could try. So conversation over the phone, you know, that has to take... Well, what do you want to do? To you want to go to... Want to go to the Shema, Deuteronomy 6, 5, or 6, 4? Hear, O Israel, the Lord of God is one. One what? The Hebrew word is echad, not yachid. Yachid means a simple one object, like a one little rock. But echad means one as a composite a group, like a, a group or a one cluster of, of grapes. So when he says one, and Jesus says, I and the Father are one, he's speaking not of himself, he's speaking of another. He's speaking of another. That's well, what linguistics requires your, in John 10.30. I can, under, I can understand your viewpoint there because the Scripture plainly speaks of God having seven spirits there in Revelation. So that's his that doesn't, No, it's, that's, a, it, that's a reflection out of the Old Testament. I believe it's Daniel. And it's what the writer of Revelation is doing is simply showing the seven thrones, the seven aspects, as a number of perfection. It doesn't mean there's seven spirits literally. Look, you said you yeah, studied. Let me ask said. you, what's the economic trinity? If you studied the trinity since the 70s, what's the economic trinity? I don't uh, relate. You don't know. To what's the, onto- what's to the, the ontological? Trinity. What's the ontological trinity? You said you've been studying this well, since the 70s. To that word either. <laughs> okay, these are the basic you know, things a of Trinitarian. Knows a lot of big words doesn't it's not an issue. Mean Look, correct on everything you said. You said you've been studying it since the seventies. If you've been studying the Trinity from the seventies, you should know these terms. You don't even know how to describe oh, the Trinity. Not you used it in the wrong word. Look, depends on uh, what Joe, I've been studying. I've, Joe, I've centered Joe, strictly on the you, scriptures. No, you don't. Joe, you don't know what you're criticizing. You use the improper terminology in regard to the Trinity. You don't know the basics of what it is. And you say you've been studying it for 70 years. I'm just showing you. No, you haven't been studying it for seven, for since the 70s, excuse me, 50 years or so. You've not been doing that. That's not true. You I, don't know what it is. I you don't understand of, what it is. I kind no, of, you, no, you haven't. I kind of enjoy the fact that you uh, get... Uh, pretty worked up about this subject i i'm not i don't mean i'm not laughing at you it's just that it, it kind of tickles me that you get so excited over this subject. well i get excited about truth and the true living god and i get excited about heresy and because i don't want people to teach heresy that helps damn people is what you're teaching well you, you could be saved in your Jesus ignorance as godhead we could never be condemned Look, you could be saved in your ignorance. I mean, I'm not knocking you, you know, ignorant, you're stupid. I'm not saying that. You might just not know things. But the, people are saved in varying degrees of knowledge and lack of knowledge. But as far as the Trinity goes, you said you've been studying since the 70s. You don't know what uh-huh. it is. And I'm sure you don't even know how it's arrived at biblically. I'm sure well, that's the case. Well, it's found in the three measures of meal that the... Uh, woman took and t- hid three measures of meal in the meal that's uh, no, you know, false ideas that put into no, the guy. That's not it. That's not it. That is absolutely that's the idea, not it. That's the idea of three people within the Godhead. That's we don't say people. We don't say people. Okay, Joe, I'm going to tell you. You don't know what it is. You don't know the proper terminology. You need to go study. I would recommend that you go to CARM my website and look up the doctrine of the trinity and look at least know what it is so you can 
argue it knowledgeably because no disrespect. Yeah, well, we I just don't, don't need, know. I don't we need a go. website There's as the long break. as I have the script. You don't you don't have the knowledge of what it is. You've been studying for seven for since the seventies, doesn't know. Ooh, hey folks, there you go. Sorry we're out of time. I'd love to have kept talking with them. Hey, just want to remind you that we need your support. Please consider supporting us. Go to karm.org forward slash donate. And whatever you donate will be matched, double matched this, uh, this month. God bless. Another program powered by the Truth Network.